days to not be yeah. caught under. Yeah, I was just talking about um, bringing beer back from Seattle. Probably won't talk about the main show. It's a long story. Not that entertaining. So I'll recap it here for our really awesome pre-show fans. And uh, so I was out in Seattle last week for some training and realized that I had got gold on Alaska so I could check two free bags. So I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm checking a box of beer. So I went to um, Bellevue Brewing Company. been meaning to check them out all week, and I got there uh, Thursday afternoon. And um, they had, let's say, 13 IPAs on tap. And I asked the guy, the bartender, I'm like, you know, is there, what's the reason for it like this? I thought maybe they had an IPA festival or uh-huh. something, right? It's like, he's like, the reason is it's Pacific Northwest, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what sells. I had a, I had their English ale, though. Um, but then I had like three IPAs, you know. So, yeah, I was definitely trying their different IPAs. So I picked up a four-pack of Sudu IPA. And I saw the name on the chalkboard. And... I was wondering if it had to do with the, the Unix privilege escalation command, sudo. Sure, sudo. No, I call it sudo. Because <laughs> you're doing something as the super user. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah, I guess that does make sense, sudo. Yeah. I I always thought of it as sudo, like... I, I, I wouldn't correct you. I mean, me. other than you correcting me, then I'll correct you back. But <laughs> I guess in my head, you're... You're being like a pseudo oh. super user. Mm, probably probably means both. Mm-hmm. And it'd just be like a corruption of how you would spell pseudo. Probably probably has a little bit of both. Yeah. That's what a good name does, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, anyway, the guy mentioned when I were, you know, he's like, it's like, used to be called, I guess, command prompt pseudo or something like that. Or maybe it had like a... Bracket. Bracket or something, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, I use Sudo today. I like, uh, you know, I use it every day. That's awesome. And then, he, then when I, I, but I still didn't know what the label was. And then I asked what cans they had. And he's like, this. I'm like, oh, look at the can of that. It brings this out. And it looks like the usage page for Sudo yeah. on it, you know, but it's like hops dash H. And then it has like in brackets, which would be the optional attributes in the, in the, the, the format. Right, it mentions the hops and stuff like that, so it's pretty cool. For computer geeks like us, it's very like yeah, it's I don't know, it, it's, it's it's homey. It's like it, yes, yeah. and yeah. it's 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 reasonably legit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the graphic designer didn't know what they were doing. Yes, it was somebody who knew. What well, it's it's not perfect, I you know it doesn't it yeah. it's an art thing, yeah. so it doesn't have yeah. to be perfect, yeah. but it it gets the yeah. idea. Like across. if it said dash dash hops at the beginning, it, you know, at the very no no, it would be better. But I'm guessing the TTB could have a problem with something like that, right? Mm. You know, so right, and then maybe putting non printable characters in the name would be a TTB problem as mm-hmm. well, right? So you couldn't do the sl- you know the colon slash or something like that. Um. So I asked them where to go, and there was a place that we, I got beers from last time, Malton Vine, but it was the opposite direction from where I had went to the hotel, so it would have cost me like 20 bucks to Uber over there. And they said you could go to Total Wine, so I went to Total Wine, and it's a big store. There was a $32,000 bottle of Macallan Scotch there. From 19, and you didn't buy it? From 1952. <laughs> No, it was $38,000 once all the taxes were applied to it. 
Is it, wow. It's like, you might as well buy a car. Or you could buy a bottle of scotch. Well, or it you... is in Tech City, right? You know, so you probably have people who vest or something and get Microsoft Millionaire and sure, but, buy a $30,000 yeah, bottle true. of scotch. That's yeah, true. When you get to that level of money, then $32,000 It's fuck you scotch at that point. It's, it's, it's a rounding error. Yeah. So maybe that, and they had in the glass cabinet, that was the big one, but they had like a $12,000 bottle of scotch and some other ones as well. Um, lots of beer. I looked through 20, at least 25 beers before I found the first beer that was I bet that packaged. only tastes like 10% better than... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're probably really right. <laughs> I mean, there's no way it's worth <laughs> the exact ratio mm-hmm. of price right, better. Yeah. But, you know, it's exponential at a certain point, right? You're going to have to pay, like, ten times as much to get just 1% better. Yeah. I mean, you can argue that. I mean, uh, You can argue that. It just doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, I looked through 25 beers before I found a beer that was canned in March. And then we're at the very tail end of March right now, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so there was, like, so much beer from 2018. I was like, fuck, fuck all y'all. Especially since it's all IPAs, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. They had them all stacked. All the IPAs were stacked at the front of the mm-hmm. aisle. And they didn't have too many singles in the cooler. They had a couple, like, uh, those Imperial, Imperial Stouts, those Fort George cans mm-hmm. and stuff. They were in the cooler as singles, you know. But the IBAs, are, um, I think that bottle of Rubens that I got, I think that was in the cooler. Since it was cold, it was a January Ruben, or No, actually, that was a March beer. Anyway. Um, so I, you know, packed up. I got, like, 20, 20 bottles Plus three bottles of wine, twenty cans and bottles of beer, plus three bottles of wine. So I packed up a wine case. Uh, you know, I had the look. They have behind the checkout counter. They have all the different wine cases. You know, so you can pack your stuff. I'm like, okay, where's the most airline worthy one? You know, mm-hmm. and um, so I packed that up. And then I got back to my room. I didn't have enough packing materials. I had some tape, so I used a roll of toilet paper from the hotel to pack the bottles in tight. See, I would have just used uh, one of the tea towels from the hotel. Because they don't care about those. Mm. Those get lost e- you know, easy. Yeah. I could have used clothes, too, in hindsight. But I'm actually really, really happy I used this toilet paper because one of the cans that I brought back, and I brought it back because it was super fresh, was Hot Bullet from Sierra Nevada. It was in a 19.2-ounce can, one of those really big ones. And um, I'm waiting at the baggage carousel back here in Pittsburgh, and my bag's like the third bag off the belt. And everything else comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And like, there's only like two other people standing there. And some guy comes on a flatbed thing. He's pushing the dog crate and my box. And it looks like my box has been dropped. And someone else's wine box. And I pick it up and it's all wet and soggy. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. I didn't wow. open it. I didn't open it there. I'm like, I'll take pictures when I get home. Maybe, you know, call Alaska and see what they can do about it. But, um, I got home, everything was intact except a seam had popped on that Sierra Nevada. So it had sprayed beer all through the crate, case, the crate, or the case. And uh, the toilet paper sopped up so much of the beer. Like, it was so heavy. Like, it was almost 19 ounces of beer that it had sopped up. And, you know, it probably saved the case from falling apart. And, you know, them saying, just fuck it and throwing out my shit, you know? <laughs> so... Everything got home except for the beer that I can actually buy here. So, not not a bad day. Yeah, no, not yeah. I mean, I've had one sort of accident 
or where where I had stuff. I I always throw my stuff in like double layer trash bags mm-hmm. so that if it leaks, yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and I've had one that one time that something broke. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, usually yeah. it's good. I, I put them in socks. I you know <laughs> done done yeah. lots of different stuff to just make sure that they don't. Uh, yeah, clothes is, is always a good option. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to think more about it now that I'm gonna be able to, you know, fly with two bags mm-hmm. and not have to worry about it. And you know, some prices are on these beers, right? Some of these beers are like two bucks, or no, they're not on these beers. Prices were on like the counter, the, the tags, mm-hmm. shelf tags, and like, yeah. so many of these beers are like two dollars and twenty cents out there. I know it's crazy. It's Washington, which also has fucked up liquor laws. I, I told you about the last time I tried to take beer out of the hotel, the airport bar. Mm. Did I, I didn't tell you about that. Man, I don't remember. So uh, I was flying back, and I had some beer, so I put beer in my water bottle when I left the hotel. So, Oh, right, right, yeah. So I was drinking beer on the way to the airport. Water bottle was empty at security, so I brought the water bottle through. Go to the hotel bar, have breakfast, have a beer, have a second beer, pour it in my water bottle, leave. Flight's delayed an hour, so I, I drank that beer. So I went back to the hotel bar to get another beer, put it in my water bottle, and I did it at the bar. And so I poured the beer, 22-ounce beer, into my water bottle. And when and she turns around and notices my beer is gone already. She's like, did you pour that in your water bottle? Because I have the water bottle on the counter. Because I didn't really think it was a big deal. Uh-huh. She's like, you can't do that. I need you to pour that out. Or, you know, so I, I poured some of it back into my glass, made a big show of drinking it all. It had and some. And it still had some in there. Yeah. And she's like, no, I need to see your bottle. I have to rinse it out before you can leave. So and, and this is about like getting boarding time. So I had to chug the beer, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, we can use our, lose our liquor license. What if you get on an airplane and start a fight? That's what she said. <laughs> you can buy beer on the plane. Yeah, or the beer I just drank. You know, whether I drink it yeah. here or drink it <laughs> over the next five hours, um, which one's more likely for me to cause a fight? I don't know. But uh, so yeah, I don't know because I I thought in other. I've heard at airports you can order beers to go to mm-hmm. take on the plane. Washington apparently isn't one of those places. Um, so I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. <laughs> I did that again this time. Well, when can't I... you like pick up stuff from duty free and like like liquor and stuff? And I think in the pre-flight announcements, I think they do say that like outside alcohol is not allowed. Mm. I think they say that. I haven't really listened in ages. But I, I think I caught that this time. So, um, yeah. So, if this time I didn't sneak any beer on the plane from Washington, on the way out I was at Bar Simon and I put a beer in my water bottle and no one was looking. So, uh, this the, the they were super, they were, I'm sorry, they were super nice at Bar Simon. I ordered a burger. The first burger came out well done. I'm like, I ordered a medium rare. Mm-hmm. Took it back. They must have took, gave me someone else's burger because like a minute and a half later, I get my medium rare burger. I thought it was medium rare. The waiters, after I was done, he's like, that, that burger wasn't medium rare too. I'll take it off your bill. <laughs> I guess he just wanted a tip. <laughs> <laughs> the burger was perfect. The second one, it came like a minute and a half later, but he they comped me a burger. Hey, yeah, good for them. That's how they get people coming back. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, it's cool. Uh, the Brewer Association released their list of the 2018 fastest growing breweries, 50 fastest growing breweries. Oh. 
You probably have to be so big to make the list, though, right? You can't could be someone who goes from two cans to. Well, guess who's the the one that they pick from Pittsburgh? Well, number twenty five no. is a Pittsburgh brewery that you know of. This is growing. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to guess. Shubrew, <laughs> really, really. Well, they did build a production brewery, so I guess they have gone from you know small production to bigger production. That's interesting. They put it in there. The twenty fifth fastest growing brewery. Now, I mean, you got to look at the methodology, right? So that's uh... right. Includes only small and independent breweries. Growth is measured based on production at their own facilities. Breweries must have opened by December 30th, 2016 or earlier to be considered. Okay. It only includes breweries. So earlier than December 31st, 2016. It only includes breweries that reported 2018 production numbers to the Brewery Association Annual Beer Industry Production Survey. So if you didn't report your numbers, then... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the year that they opened up their... Um, mm-hmm. their production brewery. Uh, so that's interesting that they were the 25 fastest growing. Breweries also needed a validated production figure for 2017, either a production survey or state excise tax data. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that, that was like, whoa, what? Really? <laughs> interesting. Shubrew. So, Good for them. Yes. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, what else? Let's see. So I went to that other store to get some stuff for you, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, you know, make sure you make sure you try them all. Because you, if you get seven days, you can bring them back and get them exchanged. <laughs> <They don't... laughs> I'm like, okay. Not, <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> So how, how did you try it? <laughs> no, I figured it wasn't wise. <clears throat> what else is there? Hmm. I don't know. I don't have much to talk about. When, did I do anything else in there? I Oh, I went... I wanted to go to this place. It was called the uh, Stone House or something, and it's this like a look like fine dining place, right? I figured I would go there, have a really good meal, and I got there about fifteen minutes before they were supposed to open. Twenty minutes before they were supposed to open, and across the street there was this other bar that looked pretty nice. Huge whiskey selection, huge whiskey selection, good craft beer selection. So I had a beer, had a sour beer from Reverend Family. Finished that up, and I went over to the restaurant. They opened at five. I went over there at five. There's like nothing going on. Look in the window. Chairs are on the table still. Mm-hmm. Stood around for like five minutes. Doors locked. Nothing's going on. I'm like okay, I'll go back to the this woodblock place across the street. It seems like you know they had a pretty good menu. I had some scallops. Like and they were delicious. And um, had some beer, had actually had a glass of wine, had some, uh, had a whiskey flight, <laughs> had another beer. Wow. Yeah, so it was, um, I wasn't driving or anything, so fuck it. And uh, I leave, 
And the restaurant's open. The one I wanted to eat at. <laughs> so I don't know when they opened. Well, you had delicious scallops. So. I did. I did. So maybe next time I'll go back and check out the uh, the other restaurant. Hmm. Uh, that's it. Yeah. The the hotel, the attention to detail, this hotel is like ridiculous. So they have happy hours Monday through Thursday, uh, 5 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. They have Elysian Deglo IPA there. So I drank a lot of that. Though. I think it was Monday. I was there for an hour and a half. I, I didn't go to dinner. I just ate cheese and olives and drank beer <laughs> and talked to the... Um, the hostess who was you know pouring the beers and stuff uh, she was pretty interesting to talk to she speaks four languages and and whatnot um but during our conversation i mentioned how the chromecast in the room wasn't working every tv has a chromecast on it and when you join the wi-fi if it's set up right you can see your chromecast and there's fencing to block the broadcasts of all the other chromecasts except mm-hmm. for the ones in your room and like the last two or three times, th- last three times I've went, I've seen a Chromecast from a different room when I get on the Wi-Fi. So I mentioned this, didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think I gave her my room number. And then the next morning, and I it was going to rain the next morning, so I scheduled a hotel shuttle to take me to the Microsoft building where I was having training. On the way in the morning, guys driving, casual, hey, how'd you sleep? You know, I'm like, well... I slept okay, but the thermostat in these rooms are just so noisy. It, like, literally clicks five times, and then the fan turns on. Mm-hmm. It goes click, 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 fan turns on. And, you know, that woke me up three or four times over the night. And I just mentioned it. You know, I didn't. I come back to my room in, after training. My door's open. I'm like, what the fuck? I push open the door. Maintenance guy's in there working on the Chromecast, and there's earplugs on my night's table. <laughs> <laughs> They want to keep their Microsoft people happy. But the thing is, I spent an hour and a half with the maintenance guy. He was Indian. Then the support guys on the phone for the network are from Texas. And they're apparently, and I actually learned something very similar to this in the one cultural training thing that I had on Monday. Um, Texas accents for uh, non-native speakers are is really difficult to understand huh. he could not understand the guys from texas wow the, the guys from texas i seemed like they were having a really hard time understanding him too so i was like playing middleman and in the culture training on monday it was a german speaker born in germany lived in switzerland so she speaks swiss german speaks english very well but when she first came to the united states she could not understand a texas accent <laughs> so there's just something difficult it's a twang, maybe. I, mean, I, I don't know, but yeah, trying to trying to see the the Indian maintenance guy to try to talk to the the Texas support guys. It was, I mean, I, I stepped in, but I mean, it would have been a shit show if they were trying to communicate directly. Amazing. At least it got done. Yeah, so I spent an hour and a half helping them to get my Chromecast working. <laughs> you know what they ended up doing? They he went to the room of the Chromecast that I could see. And got, got and brought that one, and then renamed it to mine. And because the MAC address didn't change or whatever, whatever fencing they mm-hmm. use, I could still see it. It worked for a day, and then like the next day, wouldn't show up because I was using it to play music from Spotify too, right? And the next day it was broken. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> but I got the hotel to buy me dinner for helping them troubleshoot their Chromecast because wow. it, it well kind of wrecked my dinner plans. I was, I was actually going to go to Bellevue Brewing that night, mm. and. Uh, you know, I well, 
like I kept going back downstairs. It was during happy hour. So I'm like, I'm going back down to get another beer. I'll be back in, I'll be back in two minutes. So I kept going down to get beer. Well, what's his name? It wasn't pretty. I forget the maintenance guy's name now. You know, kept working on. There's your prompt at the bottom there. Oh, is it there? Okay. Okay. All right, well, let's uh, let's get on to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to the bathroom. Be right back. All right. <laughs> 